around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. Welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you are joining us, and we believe that what we share today on the program will be of great help, but also motivation to be more of who God has called you to be. This is Terry and Renee Mize, and we are here enjoying the good things that we know from God's Word and just going to share them right along with you. Uh, we want to remind you to be um, involved in these podcasts with us every week, and you can just go to terrymize.com. And you can hook up with us on these broadcasts, and they are new every Wednesday. We put them up for a week. They last a week, and then we archive them, and you can go to the website and pull those down at any time you would so desire. So right now, uh, I give you Terry Mize, and we're going to start the program. Thanks, Renee. God bless you, everybody. We're excited about what God's doing, not only here, uh, but also around the world. Uh, you know, something that I've I've said for, I guess, most of all the years I've been in the ministry when I stand up to preach at a conference or a church or wherever, is I tell the people to say this along with me, that I know God is good and I know his word is truth. Uh, not true, but truth. Jesus said in John 17, Father, thy word is truth. And so I'm, uh, I think when I was a teenager, it began to dawn on me that I could uh, take Whatever's in the Bible, I could get it and, and declare it and believe it and take it to the bank. That it's not just a book, not just a religious book, but it's a living book from a living God. And that God is a good God. He's not a bad God. He's a good God. And that his word is absolute truth. And so um, many times people want to argue about that, you know, or sometimes even people say, oh, it's like Terry Myers says, I know God's word is true. And Renee, I don't think I've ever said in all the years I've known me, I don't think I ever said God's word is no, true. No, it's always God's word is truth. Jesus said, thy word is truth. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it could be, it may be true that the devil's picking on you. It may be true you've got a symptom or a diagnosis or a prognosis from a doctor that's not too good or an, or, or, or an ultimatum from a, from a family member or an employer or even the government uh, that's not too good. That may be a fact. That may be true. But you can go into the word of God, which Jesus said is truth and find the answer to what you're dealing with and slap that up against that thing that's just a fact. It's just true for the moment, temporarily true, and you can change it to where it's not true anymore, where it's not a fact anymore, that truth is the only thing that trumps true, and truth is the only thing that changes facts. So if you don't ever remember anything else this missionary says to you, just remember those two things, that God is a good God, not a bad God, a that's good right. God. That's right. And that his word is absolute truth. I remember when I first heard that i was all of 23 24 years of age and um someone quoted that verse of scripture in a service we were in and then we probably met you and jackie about a year later but i had i had literally never heard anybody point out god's word is truth and when you hear that when you're a christian and all of a sudden someone explains to you that the absolutes of the word of god or what we base our faith on. And I've been raised a Christian all my life, but man, finding out that well, God's, word, God's word is truth and that it's capital T-R-U-T-H, that changed my whole perspective in a lightning flash moment. Absolutely. And you know, we're living in America today, Renee, that uh, not many people believe in absolute truth anymore, but that's what the word of God is. And that's what Christians have 
an advantage over everybody else is that we believe absolute truth. The word of God is absolute right. truth. Whatever God's word says, right. whatever Jesus said, whatever spoken from the from the mouth of God, uh, Deuteronomy tells us, and Jesus quoted to the devil in Matthew chapter four when he was being tempted, mm-hmm. said, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds exactly. from the mouth of God." God's word is absolute truth. Thank God. Well, and, and it, it changes, like I said a moment ago, your whole perspective. That phrase, the absolute, the abs, the word of God is absolute truth. And when you grow up in a Christian environment that still wants to make you wonder about what is the will of God. Right. What is, is it? Did God do this or did the devil do that? Or, uh, do I just accept these circumstances or do I, but the Bible says with long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. But it, the doctor says I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 30, you yeah, know, but the word says by his stripes, by his stripes you were healed. And that, that was something that had to, I, I, I literally had to unwrap what I had been taught. And, and get rid of that and then fill back in with the truth of the Word of God. Oh, absolutely. And that's what changed my personality about all that. And I became so passionate about, no, the Word says, no, the well, Bible says. <laughs> well, you know, we're trained all of our life to live by our five physical senses. Uh, school teaches us that. Our parents teach us that. Life experience teaches us that. Uh, we, we hear it from everybody. It's whatever you can taste is real. Whatever you can smell is real. Whatever you right, can feel right. is real. Whatever you can see is real. Whatever you can hear is real. And yet that's not even true. Those things are not real. Uh, the real, it comes from the Word of God. That's right. And when, that's right. So you, when you feel bad and you say, I feel sick or I feel bad or I, I feel depressed or I mm-hmm. feel this, that, or the other, uh, <laughs> the Word is the absolute truth. So we right. go to the Word and say, no, what does the Word say about this? We're not going by how I feel. We're going right. by what the Word says. We're not going by what I see. We're going by what the Word of God says. You know, when Jesus walked in there in Mark chapter 5, he walked into Jairus' house, and Jairus' daughter was dead. Uh, and all the relatives were there, and the neighbors were there, and, and they were crying and carrying on. In fact, the Bible says there in King James they were having a tumult. Uh, and, <laughs> right. and Jesus walked into that uh, uh situation that was dark and depressed and oppressed it was just embalmed with unbelief and with sadness and with and with with fear and 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 hurt and agony and they were crying this little girl's dead and and jesus walked into that situation and he spoke life into that situation he spoke light into darkness he spoke life into death. He spoke freedom into liberty, into captivity. And he made the statement of what he wanted to see. He didn't say what he saw. Right. He knew the little girl was dead, but he didn't say the little girl's dead. He right. walked in and said what he wanted to see. He said, he said, why make you this ado and weep? The damsel's not dead, but sleepeth. Right. And so he spoke what he wanted to see. He spoke the desired result. He spoke what was going to be the end result, what was going to happen instead of saying what he saw. And, of course, it made everybody mad. In fact, the Bible says there in Mark chapter 5, it says they laughed him to scorn. I mean, they made fun of him, called him names. Right. And when they did, he just kicked him out of the house. And it wasn't even his house. I mean, he kicked grandma out. He kicked the aunts and uncles out. He kicked oh. the cousins out. He said, everybody out. Just get out of here. And That's then he raised the little girl from the dead. So the end result was what he had spoken in the first right. place because he was speaking life into death. Jesus had a threefold ministry. It was light, life, and light. Life, light, and what's the third one? I've said it 10,000 times from the pulpit. Light, life, and love. Yes, thank you. Light, life, and love. His threefold ministry was light, life, 
and love. And mm-hmm. so everything he did, he came in and he spoke light. He spoke light. He spoke love. Right. And and that's that's the way the Bible works, and that's the way the laws of God work. That we don't just declare what we feel, what we see, right. what we hear, what we taste, what we smell. We declare what we want to see. Well, it's the same process, and 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 people try to make things difficult, but it's really just as simple as changing the temperature setting on your thermostat in your home. You don't you set it for what you want it to be at. Exactly right. You don't you don't step, go up to the thermostat and say, "Oh my goodness, it's at 78. It's too hot in here. Oh no, look what's gonna look what's happened." No, we just simply move the thermostat down to 71 or 2 to where you want it, and then you know it's going to go there. And it doesn't happen instantly. And it doesn't happen instantly. But it's, you're calling into right. existence the thing you want to happen. That's exactly right. And that's that's really the whole concept of dealing with with truth rather than just dealing with what we see, hear, feel, taste, or smell in our five physical sense realm, just reporting out of that realm, because we're dealing with a much more finer and more involved and more powerful dynamic when we're dealing with the supernatural, creative Word of God. Well, absolutely. And, you know, um, uh, people are so trained and so ingrained in them to, to speak the things that they see, that they feel, that they taste, smell, and touch. It's kind of like whenever you walk into a hospital room, and let's say somebody's had surgery, a friend right, of yours or right. a relative of yours, they've had a, a car, let's say they've had a car accident, mm-hmm. and you walk into that hospital room, and they look terrible. Right. I mean, they're bruised, right. uh, they're bloody, they've right. got bandages on, they've got IVs in, they've got mm-hmm. catheters coming mm-hmm. out of them, they've got, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they look terrible, uh, they feel terrible, they smell terrible. And you walk in and say, hey, how you doing? And they'll say, oh, the doctor says I'm doing fine. I'm going home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They tell you what the doctor said. Oh, I'm doing fine. The doctor said I'm doing fine. The doctor said I'm going home in three <laughs> days. The doctor said this. That's the doctor right. said that. And you can say, yeah, but you don't look fine. Yeah, but the doctor says I'm fine. Right. Yeah, but you look really bad. Yeah, but the doctor says I'm okay. Yeah, but you smell terrible. Yeah, but the doctor <laughs> says I'm going home tomorrow. <laughs> And so they don't mind doing that with the doctor's with the word. Doctor, right. And I'm not putting down doctors. I'm from medical science. I'm right. just saying that people people will put their faith in something that's totally uh, goes against the grain of what they can see and feel and hear because they've got their faith in it. So they they ignore the fact that their body's bruised and, 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 and hurting because they say, well, the doctor said I'll be fine. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, the word of God says the same thing. The word of God says you're fine that you will be fine, that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, that by right. his stripes you were healed, that himself took our infirmities, carried our sorrows, our disease, our sickness, and by those right. stripes we're healed. And yet you try to tell somebody that and say, oh, no, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus said you're well. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm sick. And it's a difference in where you put your truth, right. where you define truth at. What is truth to you? And those of us that say, hey, we agree with Jesus that God's word is truth, then we, we talk a different way, we act a different way, we think no, a different way. No, that's right. And that was what, you know, as a young wife and mother, uh, having lived my whole Christian life, worked my way through Bible college, I was having to unlearn. And I remember that John seventeen seventeen when when I heard that thy word is, and it was capitalized right there in the word of God, John seventeen right. seventeen, the truth of that. Then all of a sudden, after learning all these scriptures, all my life that I had memorized and, and gone to Bible memory camps and, <laughs> and gone through all this to memorize and put the word down on the inside of me, all of a sudden this this lightning flash like Marvel comics on the inside of me went off and I saw that I could use the word of God as an antidote 
against everything that I saw that would make me afraid, or I heard that would make me afraid, or I felt, or I saw something that was terrible and tragic, or someone would announce something on the news that was going to happen, or weather, or anything, and all of a sudden, I made myself literally begin to pull a scripture out of me that would be in contrast of the positive word of God that I could change those circumstances with. And I began to see that the word of God literally was like a sword, you know, like Ephesians 6 says it is, that the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that you take those scriptures and you stab literally or you fight against Absolutely. whatever the natural circumstances may be if if they are coming against you in a hurtful manner. Yeah, your sword is your offensive weapon. All That's those right. other things That's that right. Ephesians 6 tells us about are defensive weapons, your yeah. shield and your helmet. And your in your feet, you right. know, shod and your your loins gird, all that stuff. But your swords, your that's the one you fight with. That's the one right. you attack with. Uh, you the whole key, with the one. whole key to this thing that we're talking about, though, is that is that it's the word of God, the covenant right. of God, the that's words right. that proceed from the mouth of God is where your faith is at. Right. You know, I guess my uh, latest uh, series that we put out on CD is is uh, faith anchor. Right. And uh, and I made the statement in there several times that, that your faith doesn't have any basis to work. Uh, you have no basis for miracles. You have no basis for healing. You have no basis for deliverance unless you're anchored to some word in the word of God that tells you that that's so. In other words, we don't just make this stuff up. We just don't walk out and say, well, I'm healed. That's right. Well, how do you know you're healed? Well, I just think I am. Well, that's not going to work. But when you say, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, they say, well, what, what makes you think that? You say, well, because the word of God says it. Jesus took stripes on his back. Jesus paid for my healing. And because of that, God says, I am healed, and I'm agreeing with him. I'm agreeing that I'm healed, not because I feel healed, not because I just want to say that I'm healed, but because Jesus already said it, God already said it, and I'm agreeing with that. So my faith is anchored. Right. Uh, to the word of God. My miracle, the basis for that miracle is based over in the word of God. I've already found in the word of God where that miracle has happened. Right. And then I agree with that and put my faith in that instead of me just saying, oh, I just having a miracle because I want one, or I just having a miracle because <laughs> it's Tuesday, or I'm just having a miracle no, because no, no. Uh, you know I'm wearing a red you know jacket today. Right. Uh, but there's, there's an anchor for your faith. There's a reason you believe what you believe. No, that's right. And that's the key to the whole thing. Well, it is. That's exactly it right there. And it's finding out that what comes out of our mouth is going to really be able to change something that we uh, need in our lives. And it's that anchor that you have that alternative uh, viewpoint <laughs> from what you're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, smelling. Everybody's trying to convince you of something else that's wrong that's going to happen and you walk in and say no the word of god says and we did you know several weeks on psalm 91 and that's such a profound declaration for the believer in psalm 91 psalm 23 psalm 121 that you begin to take those psalms and you begin to say what god has already said right. about your life but that that's a turning around in the soul of everybody uh, when they hear those absolute truths of the word of god you have to all of a sudden have an understanding that god gave you that bible so you'd have something to say in the earth against the trials and tests and tribulations and tough times and and all of the ad adversarial plans against your life that you have something else to say besides just giving a news report on what's going on out here in the natural. No, absolutely. I remember one time many years ago, I was, uh, Jackie and I were in Mexico living as missionaries and my grandmother, uh, was really, really ill. She had diabetes and, and, uh, uh because of that, she had lost her sight. Uh, and, and of course she was going downhill as that 
disease tends to do. And so they had her in the hospital and she was going through kidney failure because of it. And so the doctor said she wouldn't make it through the night. In fact, she had 20% chance to make it through the night. And uh, my aunt called me and, and, and from, she called from Texas to Mexico and I answered the phone and, and she said, Terry, you've got to come home. You've got to get home quickly. The doctor's calling everybody in. Your, your grandmother's dying. And uh, the thing that came out of my mouth, it just squirted out to me. I said, that's a lie from the pits of hell. <laughs> and then I had to stop that's and think, had to ask her, say, what did you say? <laughs> did, you, did you say she's dying or she's dead? She said, no, she's dying. But that's what squirted out of, of the inside of me. Is, oh, right. that's a lie from the pits of hell. Right. And then I had to stop and clarify, did you say she's dead or did you say she's dying? But Because that, that, that didn't come out of my head right. uh, to my aunt. It came out of my spirit to my aunt. And I heard, I heard it with my ears in my head after I'd already said it out of my spirit. Uh, because that's what was in there. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, that's right. the mouth speaks. And so that's whatever right. you put in your heart in abundance is going to squirt out under pressure. And uh, she she repeated, you know, the doctor says she's got a uh, 20% chance to live through the night and you've got to come home. And I said, well, I can't get home for three days. I said, I can't get there. I can't. I've got to get an airplane ticket and, and, and go, but I can't do it for three days. She said, well, she'll be dead by then. I said, no, I said, she won't be dead. I said, mm-hmm. she won't be dead. She'll be alive when I get there. And when I get there, then I'll get her out of the hospital. Right. Well, of course, they thought, oh, well, Terry's off on a tangent, you know. <laughs> well, after yeah. three days, I showed up, uh, you know, I flew up to Texas. And, right. and from the from the air, from all the way on the airplane from, from Mexico to Texas, I was saying, Within me, I just praying, you know, praying in the spirit right. and praying on the plane. And I was just saying, greater is he within me than he that's within the world. Greater right, is he that's right, within me than he right. that's within the world. Greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. And they picked me up at the airport and all the way from the airport to the hospital. You know, I just told them, I said, take me straight to the hospital. And all the way, I just said, greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. And I wouldn't talk to anybody, wouldn't visit with anybody. And I uh, got to the hospital room and I just walked straight in that hospital room. And there's my grandma. I was very, very close to my grandmother. And to my granddad, too. We were really, really close. And so I walked straight into her room, and a couple of the other relatives were there. And and uh, uh, I just looked at her, and I, and I didn't say, hello. I didn't say, how are you? I didn't say, I love you. I didn't say, it's good to see you. I just looked at her, and I said, do you want to die mm-hmm. and go be with Jesus and with granddad, or do you want to live and stay here with me? I said, you can do whichever one you want. I said, if you want to die, I'll pray with you right now, and you can go be with Jesus and granddad. Or if you want to stay here, you can stay here, and you can get healed, and you can go home and fix me something to eat. You know, and that sounds hard. That sounds mean, but it wasn't hard. It mean it was to get her attention right. and to get her to tell me something. Well, and, and it shows the value too, Terry, about how important the will of man is in the earth. Oh, and if, we'll, if we will correspondingly match up our will with God's will, then we literally, like we talked about the other day, have what we say. Oh, of course, absolutely. And so uh, she looked at me and started crying. And she said, well, she didn't look at me. She was blind. She had lost her sight. But she looked up at me and, you know, tears came out of her eyes. And she said, well, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And I said, that's all I wanted to know. Sure. I said, now you say this. And I just led her in a, in a prayer, led her in a proclamation, a declaration. Right. Right. Uh, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Right. And so she said it very weak, couldn't hardly speak. She just said, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Oh, and I my. said, now say diabetes is under the curse. Diabetes is under the curse. Uh, blindness is under the curse. Blindness is under the curse. Oh, and I just went through this whole thing. And then I said, 
in Galatians three thirteen, she said, Galatians three thirteen says that I'm that I'm redeemed from the curse. That Jesus Amen. has redeemed, redeemed me, from, me the from the curse. So she said, Jesus has redeemed me from the curse. And I said, therefore, I'm a diabetes is under the curse, and I'm free from it in Jesus' name. And she she did all that. Right. And and then when we finished that, I said, now let's say it again. And so we did it again. <laughs> when we finished, I said, now let's say it again. And yeah. we must have done that thirty forty times standing right before. I, I hadn't even said hello to anybody. Right. Right. And finally, after a good little while there, and we said it thirty. Times or forty, who knows how many times it was. Finally, I I stopped and, and you know and, and laid had him laid hands on her at this point. Mm. Had him prayed for her at this point. Right. But I laid hands on her, prayed for her. I sat and visited with her a little bit, and and then I said, you know what, I'm going to go to your house and unload my suitcase and you know clean up, and I'll be back up here in a little while. But I said, while you're here, you just keep saying that. You just keep. You don't have anything better to do. Right. Don't watch TV. Right. right. You know, don't visit. Just 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 keep saying what I told you to say. And so I came back up there, you know, a few hours after I'd gone to, you know, change and all that kind of stuff and uh, came back up there. And, and I said, have you been have you been saying what I told you to say? She said, I must have said it a hundred times. I said, well, that's good. Let's say it some more. And we <laughs> sat there and did. And her voice was stronger. Yeah. You know, and uh, three days later, she got up and went to the house and she lived another 10 years after that. And she, my, she got my, her sight my. back. God gave her a sight back. Um, her kidneys were working. I mean, the doctor had said her kidneys was, was in failure. Yeah. She didn't have 20% to live through the night. But because she began to declare the word of God. And so, so she That's lived. That's how it works. She lived 10 good years after that. And then she decided, well, I'm ready to go to heaven. And she told me, now, don't pray for me. I'm, I'm going to go to heaven and be with Jesus' and granddad. I said, okay, that's, that's your choice. My, my, my. The sanctity of the human spirit and that God trusts us to say and have what we want and, and give us, you know, you've taught so many times out of Genesis chapter 1 over there, 2 and 3, about how God gave dominion Absolutely. and authority to Adam. And he said, you take this earth, run it any way you want to. Exactly. And that's that still is God's plan today, is that every child of God, everybody that turns to God and begins to recognize the eternal human spirit can be filled with the presence of God Almighty. And he's given us a, a book on this is what you say when right. this happens. Right. And that if we begin to do that, God trusts us to just, you can say to the mountain, because whatever you say will come to pass. And it's the being. Well, that's what Jesus said. Yeah, it's just the ability to create whatever you want. So it, it does put the onus of responsibility on us. Absolutely. To the watch responsibility our is on, on the believer. Yeah. To pay attention to what we decide our opinions and our believing process is mm -hmm. going to be, and then what literally comes out of my mouth is my responsibility. You know, a funny thing about that testimony about my grandmother is uh, uh, my mother and two aunts were there mm -hmm. and uh, watched all that. They watched the whole process mm -hmm. and uh, then watched her get up after three days and go to the house. <laughs> and uh, they took me outside, Those my mama oh, and those two goodness. aunts of mine took me that. outside, yeah. and they said, they said, Terry, we don't like what you just did, what you did. I said, oh what are you talking goodness. about? And one of them said to me, he said, I would rather see mother dead. I said, what is wrong with you? Bite your tongue. What, what, what's your problem? And she said, you walked in there and, and, and made God honor his word. And she said, I'd rather see mother dead than what you just did. Oh, I said, goodness. I didn't make God honor his right. word. I didn't push right. God around. I went no, in and, right. and reminded God of his word. He right. said, put me in remembrance of my word. <laughs> and here they were so religious and so right. hung up on the religiosity part of it that they were upset at me and literally, literally uttered the words, I'd rather see mother dead than what you did because you just walked in there and pushed God around and made him honor his word. I had someone tell me at the beginning of my 
I guess, awakening into faith and having what I said and beginning to use my own authority, they said, Renee, you're just trying to tell God what to do. And immediately came out of my mouth this. I've had to have been all of 25 or 26 years old. But the thing that came out of my mouth standing in the hallway of that church, I said, no, ma'am, I'm just trying to do what God told me to do. Absolutely. And that, that all of it, I had and my he own revelation. Yeah, I had word. my own revelation there, right there, defending the act of faith. No, that's true. Well, thank God. I guess we need to wrap this up today, but thank God for the word. Amen. Thank God that he's a good God and that's his right. word is always, absolute always, always. truth. You can take it to the bank. Take that word to the bank, use right. it in every situation, as long as your faith is anchored to something he said. You're not just that's making it. up your own deal, no, that's but it. you're anchored to something he said, that's right. and you take what he said, and then you say that, and then it works for you. And it's learned behavior. You're not going to get it overnight, but just stay with it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've enjoyed ministering to you today, and remember, you can go to terrymize.com, terrymize.com. Uh, that's T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E. And uh, as Renee said, we put the new podcast up every Wednesday, and then we also have the archive podcast. You can go back and listen to the old ones. That's right. But it's a pleasure to minister to you. We love you. We're for you. We want you to know that God says you are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loves you. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.